Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to Set Your Expectations. This is the podcast that explores different careers and aspects of life with a different guest each week, kicking the preconceived notions that we as a society have in the teeth. I'm your host, Joe Gerger, and I am joined each time by my co-host, Josh. Josh, who do we have today? Well, Joe, this week we have Brad Hutchison. Brad's a friend of ours, but more importantly, Brad is in... He's a bodybuilder, like he's a power lifter. He's a weightlifting athlete, so to speak. Um, and also he's a competitor in the annual German American festival here in Toledo, well, in Oregon, uh, the Stonestossen. So he throws a giant 140 pound rock over his head. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing was crazy. That dude does some really, really interesting stuff. Um, he's even got, he's even had a documentary made about him. So, I mean, we watched that. That was pretty cool. He talked to us about how the, the process of making that, what it's like to lift so much, what it goes into being a bodybuilder, what goes into competing. Um, I thought it was it was really interesting. It was fascinating, really. He's definitely got a lot of passion for what he does, and uh, you'll hear that in just a moment. Uh, Brad Hutchison, uh, bodybuilder slash uh, strength athlete. Okay. What? How old are you? <sighs> Had to ask. <laughs> it's important. It's Here important for where I'm heading. Here we go. Yeah, I bet it is. Uh, I just turned 39. I, I think you still have more hair than me. If it makes you feel any better, <laughs> that does make. Me <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so so since you just turned 39, how long have you been doing this? I started at age 12. Really? So 27 years. What, what kind of stuff could you do at that age? Um, well, you're not old enough to remember this. However, uh, back in the day, ESPN used, actually used to show bodybuilding uh, competitions like Mr. Olympia and you know Mr. World and all that stuff. They would show it on ESPN. So as a little kid, I was fascinated as soon as I saw it. Right. You know, I saw these guys. I know you guys are into comic books and mm-hmm. superheroes. Yeah, so yeah. I kind of saw it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look at these guys. They look like... Yeah, they look like superheroes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, holy crap. Like, who <laughs> doesn't want to be that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, as a kid, it was, you know, bigger than life. And uh, my parents were not fitness people at all. But for some reason, we had this rowing machine down in the basement in the corner. It was just, like, sitting there collecting dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I would go down there, and I figured out how to do... Uh, different exercises like arm curls and bench. I'd sit on it backwards and do bench presses. You know, it was just like... Uh, really? At, at 12? Yeah. A lot of with it. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So it grew from there. Uh, and then one of my friends, uh, Pat, he... His mom got him... Got, uh, probably got it for her. Uh, but he went down and snuck down on the uh, solo flex machine. So we would go down there mm. and start working out there. And then my best friend across the street got like the first iron weight set, okay. you know, at 12 years old. Uh, so we were down in his basement for a long time. So you guys are building just a group, trying to find a circuit, like... Yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's kind of what it is, you know. It's if it's hard to do on your own, especially when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I, yeah, I noticed, like, a, like I, there was times where I would, like, try to focus on, like, fitness and stuff, and doing it with other people is always going to motivate you a lot more. It's going to be a lot easier. There's uh, different exercises that you can do with other people that you Absolutely. can't do on your own. Absolutely. 
and just seeing, you know, my favorite thing has always been seeing other people change, mm-hmm. you know, seeing other people's physique and body change and then, uh, having them feel, you know, feel good about themselves. Right. was always a cool thing, especially someone who had a low self-esteem to begin with. And as they got stronger and bigger and, you know, more cut, mm-hmm. uh, that was always a cool thing to see from my standpoint. So then do you do a lot of training? Then? I do. Well, I, I, I have in the past. Yeah. Okay. I haven't done much of anything since I started this new gig, but yeah. Okay. What can you run me through like the day to day of like how your, how your bodybuilding goes? Uh, what's a typical week for you generally as, as a bodybuilder? Um, well, let's go back pre injury, um, which was August. Uh, right now there's not a whole lot of anything going on. I'm mm-hmm. on a lot of uh, restrictions from my doctor, but, um, typically I would, I go to work at, uh, four 30, I get off around 3 AM, come home, I'll eat, you know, you watch TV to fall asleep. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I would get up, make food, you know, when you're bodybuilding and strength training, your whole life revolves around, uh, food and mm-hmm. eating, and, you know, um, so I'd get up. Typical breakfast for me is uh, two cups of egg whites and two whole eggs and a half cup of uh, oatmeal. Hmm. So do you do you enjoy that? The breakfast I don't mind. Okay. Yeah, that's that's all right for me. I like eggs. So yeah, eggs are good. You put anything in it, you know. You can put salsa or you know, right. whatever. You know, as long as you're not covered in cheese, you're good. Yeah. Put uh, some Frank's on them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I take care of the dogs and stuff. Uh, we have a handful of uh, dogs, so take care of them. So they're pretty big. Two dogs, 300 pounds worth of dogs. You just, <laughs> just, you just lift those dogs. <sighs> you can try. Yeah. I feel like uh, Great Danes don't really like you lift them too much because they're already so high, like deer. They're not, yeah, they're, she's built like a deer. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah, she does not appreciate getting picked up. No, uh, I imagine uh, not. Or doing anything that... She doesn't want to do. Mm. She's pretty stubborn. So, uh, and the other one's just like a big bag of sand. I don't, I don't know. How <laughs> she's a she's a massive mix. So it's you know it's like trying to pick up. Uh, she's just weight. Yeah, armfuls of water. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just it just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know you take care of that stuff, your daily stuff, and then uh, I take my pre workout stuff and uh, head over to the gym. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you usually stick to just one gym? I know there's some people that like to go to different places. Is, it, is you have one specific place that you focus on? Yeah, yeah. Right now, for the last couple of years, I've been over at uh, Aspire Fitness. Okay. So, uh, not a bad place. I like it because it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's always good. And it's open 24 hours. And since I work goofy hours, you know, if I want to work out after work, I have that option as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's huge for a lot of people, especially like with somebody like you, 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 I mean, you work and you also have your art too, that you, you have to balance um, between bodybuilding. How, how does that balance come through when you have three things like that? That's not even, you haven't even touched going into your personal life yet, but right. with your work, your art and your bodybuilding. I, you know, I wish I only had two hobbies. That would, <laughs> that would be, that'd make it easy. Wouldn't uh, it? Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, I have so much stuff in it. Maybe it's just my personality, but I get hard on myself when I can't work on one of them. Yeah. You know, and one of them starts to wean or what. I'm the same bit, way. You know, <laughs> I'm so the same way. I feel like I'm, I'm losing if I'm not keeping up on everything all at once. So, um, how does that balance work? Uh, Self depreciation. You, know, you yell at yourself in the mirror. 
Yeah. Like, come on, man, let's, you know, let's stay. That's uh, your motivation? Uh, it can be. Oh. Day to day, yeah. What? A little mental flogging. Do your, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Does your art, would you would you say art and bodybuilding are your biggest hobbies? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do, are there ever any ways that those complement each other? I think anybody, you know, as I said in the documentary you guys just watched uh, that we did a couple of years ago, bodybuilding can be construed as art, yeah. you know, especially the physique side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, powerlifting is a little different because you're not worried about physique-wise. You know, you don't have to worry about how you look. It's just lifting a weight from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. But when you're walking up on stage, you know, in your underpants and, uh, you know, flexing in front of a thousand people, yeah, it's the art of bodybuilding is a lot different than what people perceive it to be because you really have to find a balance. You can't have huge arms and no legs. You can't have huge legs and no arms. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to have balance. Between that prop- yeah, that proportion. Yep. So when you when you talk to people and you tell them that you are a bodybuilder, what do you what do you see turning in their heads? What's their initial reaction? Um I get a lot of different reactions. You know, it depends. Um uh, men in general, um Ask me a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know, on what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of advice. Um, I never really get away from that. There's actually a gentleman at work um, who works for me who is extremely shy, um, introvert, doesn't talk, um, to the point where he didn't even want to train anybody. So I forced him to start training uh, people at work. And directly after that, he started lifting weights with mm-hmm. me. And uh, just about four weeks ago, he just did his first uh, physique competition and won. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So Excellent. Yeah, yeah. He did an excellent job. And again, as I said earlier, you know, it's nice to see someone flower like that and right. really come out of their shell. Uh, he's a completely different person. Hmm. Um, and it's all from just getting out there and doing something outside of his comfort zone. Building that self-confidence up. Absolutely. Yeah, man. That's, that's He's also a big uh, Magda fan, too, so I don't know. Yeah? yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I can hang yeah. on yeah, that, dude, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is there, like, a specific uh, misconception you think people have? Like, maybe one that kind of shines out from the rest? Yeah, I, I, I want to... Maybe not about bodybuilding, but maybe about you in general. Oh, me in general? In general, with your body. Um... I think people are surprised when they find out I'm an artist. Really? Um, they think those things clash or like those are two different things that you either are. Well, yeah, you can't be a big, dumb bodybuilder and a smart artist well, at the same just, time. You just, hit the nail, you just hit the nail on the right. head. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think people perceive bodybuilders and weightlifters as these meatheads that mm-hmm. just, you know, devote every waking moment to... Uh, just slam, slam protein shakes yeah. and eating as much chicken breast as they possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's really not the case uh, in my experience. I mean, do those people exist? Of course they do. But, you know, there's stupid people everywhere. So yeah, right. absolutely. That's just the image that's kind of in the front of the media, I guess. Sure. That's what, that's what people see. So what do you... Do, do people ever... Do you think people think something because you have glasses, you okay. know, and you have glasses and you're a bodybuilder. Okay. And honestly, that's not something that I see a lot. Um, 
as somebody who has had glasses my entire life, I know that people are always like, oh, you know, fucking Louis, you know, it's just <laughs> something. So is that something that kind of goes hand in hand with the way people look at you as a bodybuilder? It's possible. Uh, I, I've never had that. Like come out and send to you? Yeah, no one's ever said, oh, <laughs> oh my God, you wear glasses, you can't be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never had that, but uh, I would assume so. Like nice uh, deadlift four eyes. Yeah, well, you know, some of the biggest guys uh, out there uh, actually wear glasses. They just don't wear them on stage. Right. But um, I would because I would fall over someone else. I yeah. can't see without him. Do you ever do you ever wear contacts? I do not. I can't put my fingers in my eyes, man. Huh. That's I, I can't do it. it my wife, my bugs wife you, does. It bugs you out. I just can't do it. Yeah, it bugs me out totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Do you um, do you have a specific routine, or do you have multiple routines that you utilize when you're in the gym? There, I change it up. Okay. You know, it's really about tricking your body into growing, and, and uh, so you can't do the same thing for too long. Or else, the, the body adapts very quickly mm-hmm. to what right. you're doing. You know, Josh has worked out with me a couple times. Yep. Um, so when he worked out with me, um, I was kind of doing my strength building phase, going up to the Steinstosen, the, okay. the rock, the rock throw. Um, so at that point, you're doing heavy weight, low reps. Um, you know, major uh, what they call compound movements, which are multi-joint movements, so knees, shoulders, you know, multiple joints working at the same time. Right. Um, deadlifts, squats, uh, bench press, you know, things like that. So all the working, fun ones. Yeah, all the fun ones. Those are all my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you're working on uh, getting as strong as possible. Yeah. But um, as I said, in, you know, physique competition, it's not about who can lift more. Uh, the art of it, uh, to go full circle on this, uh, the art part of it is finding where your weaknesses are as far as aesthetics and then working on that. You know, um, parts I've always had a difficult time with are, are biceps. Uh, I have injured my biceps several times. Mm-hmm. Was uh, that your most recent injury? Yeah. Okay. Bicep, tricep, shoulder area. It's all kind of tied together. Um, yeah, they call it an arm. Do you think? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's called an arm. Do you yeah. think that you'll ever uh, have an injury, or is there a specific injury that would make you back away from bodybuilding, or is it too important to you? I don't see myself ever stopping completely. Yeah, as and, long as you physically can. Yeah, if if I can, if I can't lift anymore, if it ever comes to a point where I can't actually lift weights, um, not even competitively, just at all, um, who knows? I would run I would yeah. find I'd have to find some kind of physical outlet because yeah. but you notoriously hate cardio don't I, you? that was that was my next question from working out with your arm but like you just notoriously cannot stand cardio it's just, and it's not that I can't do it I used to run track in mm-hmm. high school I ran cross country yeah no you said you just hate it's just, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's, it's tedious boring. I hate it's doing it yep. it's just boring and you have to schedule it in already you know you're in the gym for an hour and a half mm-hmm. you know who has another 40 minutes in, in today's world and right. I, I always consider those people who are like who love running. They're always the biggest assholes to me. I'm just like, what do you mean? No one loves running. Running fucking yeah. sucks. They're like, no, running's the greatest thing. I'm like, oh my god, you're a dick. One of my best friends is a runner. He's done like ultra marathons, mm-hmm. you know, which is a hundred mile runs. <sighs> you know, over. I don't want to run a hundred meters. No, no, not unless there's like a sandwich at the end. Of yeah, it right. You know, I always hated running. I think when I started running, though, like the reason I liked it so much is because it was something that I was being able to do for the first time. Like, I was overcoming the fact that I've always been, like, an overweight guy. Yeah. And then, like, when I started running, I'm like, well, shit, I can just do this every day. 
So yeah. I, it's not that I liked running, but I liked being able to run despite the fact that it was something that I couldn't do. Oh, absolutely. And I, and, you know, and that comes back to, you know, if I'm not able to lift, I have to do something that I can incrementally get better at, mm. you know, art and painting. Yeah. You incrementally get better at it, but it happens at such a slow pace. Uh, whereas things like running, you know, you get better pretty quickly if you mm. do it on a regular basis. Um, and I've never been the skinny guy either. I've always been husky. Yeah. As I use the air quotes. Uh, what do you think about that term? Husky? Mm-hmm. I know you can buy jeans to say husky. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dog. Yeah. It, yeah, that's true. And they're dogs. But, yeah. like, speaking of, like, getting better at things incrementally, like, I know from the artistic side, I know you uh, you have your style. Like, I've seen your style. I've seen, okay. I've seen books of your style. You know, like I've seen you do like, a lot of your sketchbooks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, like, do you ever practice other art styles like you're just like bob ross at one day and just oh, sure. just like he's like i'm gonna do a still life because i need to practice doing still life absolutely and i you know that's where you start at least that's where i think you should start because mm-hmm. once you can you know uh as a, my dad used to say once you can paint a fly that you can swat you know meaning it's so realistic that you would try to swat yeah mm-hmm. then you can start breaking the rules Okay. Did your dad? And, did your dad paint too? Yeah, he's a painter as well. Yeah. Okay. And my brother. Hmm. Okay. Yep. Huh. Nice. So, so, so that was a family thing. Now, are they are they into uh, fitness? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you kind of fell off the tree and just kept rolling. <laughs> uh, you know, my my brother, you know, was was in the army. So when he got out of the army, he was pretty fit. Um, my dad has always been. Up until the last 10 years or so, I mean, Christ, he's what, 70 now? Yeah, so he's 70 at this point. Remember, I'm older than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Ted, or Little T, as we used to call him. Uh, my mom was 6'1", and my dad's 5'4", or 5'5". Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so... She so, liked him short? I, something. <laughs> Either that or he paid half the bills. I don't know how that... <laughs> I don't know how that all worked out. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so little T, he was always, uh, he was always a strong guy. When I remember being a kid, you know, his forearms were, were like Popeye, you know, okay. he, he's always been a machine repairman. And, uh, so he's always turned to wrenches yep. in his whole life. So he was always naturally strong, even not going to the gym. So, right. Um, what's your, like, with a, with a schedule, what kind of free time can you get away from bodybuilding? Do you have to consistently stay on it? Uh, how much can you pull away without it affecting you physically? <laughs> uh, Physique-wise, as far as looks, um, it doesn't take long. You know, I've seen people diet for six months to do a bodybuilding show, mm-hmm. you know, and then after the show, they'll go out and get a little crazy, have some beers, have some pizza, you know, and get drunk for the first time in eight months. Mm-hmm. The next day they'll wake up and their, their abs are washed over. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, you can, you can get, I mean, matter of weeks and go away. Um, as far as the strength part, you know, you keep the strength part uh, for a while. Because mm-hmm. um, that's a lot of um, neurological and, and uh, nerves and stuff. Just getting your neurological self to wear away takes a lot, a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've been kind of down since August because of the injury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that later when you, when you ask me about the Stein stills and I'll tell you what okay. happened this mm-hmm. year. It was kind of a Charlie Fox chat. We'll, we'll talk about it. But anyway, uh, I've been down since August. I can still, 
I can still deadlift 500 pounds. I can still squat okay. 500 pounds. Uh, yeah, so that's not going anywhere. You're still yeah. But the th- things I can't do, you know, I can't right now. I can't do any bench presses. I can't. I mean, I'm not supposed to. Uh, I snuck a couple times. I can't do any arm curls. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So the bicep, tricep, tie in is all messed up for me. So mm-hmm. it ex- excludes a lot of things I can't do. Uh, like where before your injury was that the strongest point or like the the peak you've been in ever? Uh, not ever. Go, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to ask you, like, what, what's the um, psychological toll been like on you, like, not being able to do it's those? It's not easy. It's not easy. Since August, I mean, and my wife knows, I've gained 15 pounds. So, I, you know, I went from working out five, six days a week to mm-hmm. working out twice a week, you know, right. per the doctor. Um, and it's it takes a lot longer to recover. It's frustrating. Um it's frustrating not being able to go. Uh, Boss of the wall. Or at all. Yeah. You know, I, there's there's days I just can't go. Because I can't straighten my arm out. I can't lift my arm in front of my, you know, I, I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, psychologically, yeah, it's tough. Uh, definitely takes a hit to the self-esteem. How do, you, how do you deal with it? Do you try to let it out in a different outlet? Or... Um, well, what's your, I guess, what? I try, I try to keep myself busy, so I don't think about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, right now, uh, work is a little crazy. There's a lot of stuff changing at work. Uh, so that's stressful, plus the uh, workout thing is a little stressful. Um, and the art thing, although I've been drawing, um, there's been different opinions on some of my recent work. So that's definitely taken a psychological toll. Huh. A little bit, uh, whether they're valid or not, you know. It's, uh, right. It's been well, the first time I really got negative feedback on anything I've ever done. So yeah, I think you know whether they're valid or not. Like it doesn't help that all this other negative stuff happening, and to have that be the first time that happens to you is like, yeah. You know, it seems like a lot of things all at once. Yeah. Just kind of trying to work through all that at the same time, and yeah, yeah. Having that thing that was your biggest outlet be suddenly stripped from you probably hurts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was tough, yeah, but different strokes for different folks mm-hmm. and you got to deal with it and it is what it is and uh, I don't think I project out or anything I, I, don't, I don't feel that way my wife's shaking her head <laughs> <laughs> good do you uh, what kind of like outlook do you have when you when you look at people mm-hmm. because you're a bodybuilder is that always in your mind you look at somebody you're like oh that guy must do this that guy should do this. Or I could, tur- uh, I could turn that guy into a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy's got a lot of potential. Man, if that guy well, lost 15 pounds and then started focusing on working out, they... Sure, but, you know, it, you're not going to... I don't walk around the street looking at people because, right. again, I think that's another misconception that people have is that we're super judgmental. Mm-hmm. I, at least I, I speak from my end. I'm not. At least know. Planet Fitness thinks you are. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm long guilty, I guess. Yeah. But um, no, I'm not. A, I, I'm not conceited. I don't. Um, I don't think people should go to the gym or mm-hmm. shouldn't go to the gym. Um, when I see people that are extremely out of shape and, and to the point where they're suffering for it. Um, I wish they would, mm-hmm. just for their own personal benefit, but not. I'm not looking down my nose at them. Right. But as far as recognizing talent in a gym, 
Sure, there's been plenty of times. Uh, and the guy that works for me is, is a prime example. You know, the first two weeks he was in there, I mean, he was skinny as a rail. He was mm-hmm. teeny tiny. Um, and then the first two weeks, like, I kind of saw his shoulders start to round out a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and I pointed him toward the physique stuff instead of bodybuilding. He was kind of stuck on the bodybuilding thing. I said, look, man, I said, with your shape, the physique category is definitely... Yeah, it's already a little narrow, got some more, like, length mm-hmm. to yeah. him, so he'll be real sculpted. Yeah, and he, and he is. He's, he's ripped to shreds, so. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it ended up doing really well, and I kind of put a workout together for him and kind of taught him about um, supplements and, and nutrition and just kind of steered him. So yeah, I was really I was like real jealous of those real long guys. You're like that guy oh, yeah. looks like a like a goddamn Adonis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'll, and I'll never be shaped like that. Yeah, no, you'll, you'll like that that uh just like twenty six pack. Like straight. <laughs> it's like where are all these abs coming from, dude? Yeah. Cut it out. Like I need yeah. you to chill out. Uh, and it's funny that you say that because people that are on the thinner side always wish they could bulk up. Be bulky, yeah. yeah I think so it's, it's grass, so it's greener. It yeah. is, yeah. And it's it's a constant uh, battle between the two things, mm-hmm. you know. What's more important to you, uh, the way that you look physically coming out of working out or the way that you feel physically while you're working out and coming out of working out? Like, is it more important for you to look or feel strong? Feel better. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, looking better is just a side effect of going to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you go in there, in, in my head anyway, to make yourself a better whatever. You know, whatever you're training for, whatever... Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going in there for uh, self-esteem. It helps know. with focus, for sure. It does. And uh, I think it, it helps you kind of clear your mind a bit. Like, mm-hmm. all the time that you're spending there, you're also spending, you know, in your mind a bit. And that kind of helps you sort yourself out. Yeah, and it's not... And bodybuilding, you know, on even an amateur level, you know, if you're at a competitive level, it's not a dumb man's game. Right. You know, you, you have to plan... Uh, you have to know about biology. You have to know how uh, nutrients affect your body. You have to do a lot of um, trial and error, you know, and then know what to cut out or what to add. And, mm-hmm. You know, and that's the other misconception, as Josh uh, pointed out earlier, is these big, dumb bodybuilders. Right, yeah. It's just not the case. Yeah, and I've never, I've never noticed a, a guy who's gotten as big as you or, you know, a few other kids I have at work out, like, these guys are doing all the work that a nutritionist would be doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, on a smaller scale, you know, just for, for themselves. But, like, mm-hmm. I have friends who, who do meal planning and nutrition stuff for their friends. I'm like, I you, do a lot of that. I'm like you could make that's a job. People have that as a job. And, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's not it's something that people go to college for. And it's like, well, I just, you know, you learned it because you had to learn it, you know, trial and error, just making yourself get bigger. So, you know, I think it's it's, it's, it's always kind of cool to see that people have this like, unique um, look into that, like, you learned it by ear, essentially. I did. Well, you know, as a kid, uh, we didn't have, like, the internet wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, did, it didn't exist. Uh, oh, don't worry. No, we, we were late to the internet as well. You know, it, it, it existed in our early childhood, or late childhood, so. Yeah, yeah. we had, like, 9 and 10 is when, like, it really happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were, we were the beta. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we now, at, I, I would say, light. as a young teen, like, there was America Online. Yeah. Was, oh was, yeah, yeah. It was all chat rooms. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that, that's, that's where we started. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, before that, you know, you had to rely on magazines. Mm. So uh, a lot of times, the my best friend growing up across the street, Tim, he and I would take 
the 32 bus up to Southwick okay. uh, Mall when that was still a thing. Um, and we would go hang out at the bookstore or GNC and grab every bodybuilding magazine we could. We'd sit on the floor and we'd just read them. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, you know, and you just read everything you could get your hands on. Um, but now they have the internet and you have every single possible piece of information that has ever been published at your fingertips. Right. And, you know, if you want to learn about nutrition, if you want to learn about how to work out, if you want to learn about um, whatever, you know, and how things affect your body, it's all there. Yeah. Which is great. Have you ever been to the, uh, the fitness Reddit, the subreddit? No. Huh? Oh man, that place, our fitness. That place is huge. Yeah. It's all kinds of transformation stories and everyone's always helping everybody. It's like a lot of, it's like a whole community of people just helping everybody else get fit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's like a pretty cool place. It's very cool. You know, and unfortunately the downside of that is there's a lot of false info. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so you have to kind of sift through it and that's where the smarts comes in and says, okay, well, I know that this doesn't work for my body because, you know, everyone's different mm -hmm. and uh, I've already tried this. It doesn't work. Right. So... You know, that's when you have to eliminate things or add things and be smart about what you're doing. So tell me about this. Say it. Stein Tossen? Close. Stein Tossen? Stein Tossen. Stein Tossen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which is essentially a rock throw or a, th a stone throw? Stone throw. Stone throw. Yeah, I think that's the literal uh, translation of Stein or stone throw yeah stone, yeah, throw. stone throw now if you did this stone throw you do this uh every year is it eight years now uh, this will be my 12th year coming oh out. 12th year at the german american festival correct here uh they do it in oregon oregon yeah. Yeah. oregon ohio oh shade park um how much preparation goes into specifically that uh i trained for about six months okay on that uh i start right around march april may you know and then it's at the end of august mm-hmm so, uh, I'll depend how early or what else is going on. Um, the earlier, the better, I suppose. In your words, like what, what is the, the stone throw? It is the most basic, uh, probably prehistoric, uh, strength contest that there is. Yeah. I mean, it's, I would imagine so. Yeah. It, hey, I bet I can pick up that big thing and throw it farther than you can pick up that big <laughs> thing and throw yeah. it. Yeah. Well, let's find out. <laughs> so I'm sure there's some Scottish cavemen somewhere that, uh, were throwing stones around. Uh, I believe it. What got you into it? Uh, there was a gentleman, uh, that played poker with me. I used to own a poker tour type deal. Um, and one of my players, regular players, did it for a couple of years while I was doing the poker thing. And he kept goading me, like, come mm. on, man, you're going to do it. You know, don't be a pussy. <laughs> and the first year, I'm like, eh, yeah. you know. And at that time, I really wasn't hitting the weights too hard. Um, God, that was, yeah, was 13 years ago. So finally, you know, after two years of uh, him poking at me, I said, all right, fine. So... I was like, well, crap, I better start working out. <laughs> so not only did he spark my interest in the Steinstosen, but uh, he also got me lifting again. So that was that was cool. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is he, he doesn't do it anymore. Uh, last year was the first year he didn't do it. Oh. Wow. Uh, so he and I competed against each other directly for 10 years. How many times did uh, you beat each other? 
I beat him every single year, except for <laughs> except for the first two years. So the last eight years, okay, I beat him. Yeah, yeah. that that made me feel good. You know, it was you, good. You were working really hard. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. It, and you're like, uh, well, I'm if I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. You, you, know, you pushed was, me to come here. He was the Jedi Knight. I was the Padawan. <laughs> you know, and, um, oh yeah. Ended up coming up uh, Anakin style on him. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, it worked past that master. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is your, how does your training differ? Like getting ready for the Steinstosen? Yeah. When you would just normally be in the gym? Um, again, heavier weights. Um, and the closer I get, uh, the more exercise I actually, I, I eliminate. I, I focus on, uh, the three big lifts, mm-hmm. you know, uh, deadlift, squat, bench. Okay. Um, just to get my nervous system ready for the punishment. And it doesn't sound like a whole lot, 150 mm. pounds, but you know, there's no handles on the stone. It's not a barbell. You can't grab it. And you have to lift it above your head. You don't have to, but that is definitely the recommended uh, if you want technique. Win. Yeah, right. if you want to win, yep, as tall as you can get. Yeah, uh, just geometry. Mm. You know, so yeah. Do you think that that then like shorter bodybuilders kind of have it harder? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of the shorter guys. Yeah. Uh, the two monsters that win every year. Oh yeah, what is that dude's name? Zach Deepman. Yeah, that is a giant. Yeah, he's seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Two years ago, they literally had to lift the tent because he was swiping the bottom of the tent with the stone (laughs) as he ran. Mm -hmm. So they had to put bricks underneath the front of the tent so he didn't hit the tent. So, yeah. Well, (laughs) so what's your favorite out of of those three, I guess, those three things, since you you probably do those the most because you've been preparing for this thing for so long. Yeah. uh, What's your favorite uh, workout? I love deadlifts, man. Yeah? Yeah. Deadlifts are fun. Deadlifts are fun. It's, again, it's it's a basic, raw, uh, you know, testosterone-filled... You just feel so fucking strong when you're doing them. Like, oh, yeah. You're just doing it like, you know, the, my, the first time I had like a 300-pound deadlift, I was like, this is fucking tight. Like, you just, you just yeah. get immediately hyped. Like, you're, you know, when else am I going to lift 300 pounds? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it's, you know, for people who don't know, a deadlift is just uh, the bar and the plates are sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. And you grab it one hand overhand, one hand underhand, and you just pick it up off the floor until your back is straight. Um, so it really involves almost every single muscle in your body. Uh, core, shoulders, legs, back, you know, uh, forearms, the whole deal. You know, you just probably feel like a monster. It's so much fun. <laughs> it's so much fun. Um, what? What do you, is that? The coolest thing in in bodybuilding that you think? The coolest feeling that you have. <sighs> the coolest feeling I have is watching other people succeed. Yeah. You know, it just. Watching my friends or watching people uh, win contests mm-hmm. or or get it, or you know not even at that level just maybe they bench press twenty more pounds they ever have you know it's it's a big accomplishment I just like helping people out. Well, um, before you like started like focusing on uh, on bodybuilding mm-hmm. and everything when you were a kid, what what was your like dream job before you started focusing on fitness? <sighs> Uh, when I was really little, uh, I wanted to be an ocean biologist. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 I used to cut uh, pages out of National Geographic of all the like uh, coral reefs and fish and the colorful. And I would tape them up on my walls. I had a, my whole wall was wallpapered with fish. 
Hell yeah. Is, that, is there any of that still in you? <laughs> I still like looking at them. Um, <laughs> you can go to the aquariums. And I don't want to own an aquarium. Um, I got my diving license when I was in the Boy Scouts. Yeah. And we went out to um, one of the quarries, Salisbury Quarry, to get to do like the licensing. Mm-hmm. And I found out very quickly that once you have the, you're in open water and there's actually like stuff swimming around you, I was absolutely terrified. Really? Yeah. And I could not control my breathing. I go through a whole tank in like 10 minutes because I couldn't control myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, bet, I bet it is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds so cool. It's not so cool, but then you're like, holy shit. And it's when, in a really deep, you know, at the diving place over on Ronald Road, like, you know, they have a big pool and you're in there and that's cool. It's great. Yeah. Like, I, I do a little bit of diving when I was in Florida, but like not, not nearly anything, really. Yeah. And even that is like kind of terrifying for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm still fascinated by it. Yeah. And maybe it's because I'm scared of it. You know, maybe that's why it's so fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Like, there's a whole like, most of the planet is water. And there's everything. Yeah. Like, every, the mo- the majority of things that live on this planet are alive in that water. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like with me, like I think the biggest part of that is like I've always been really into exploration. Like I sure. wanted to be an astronaut as a kid. Um, I'm sure there's so much to find out down there. Oh, I yeah. just don't think that I can be the person to do it. <laughs> well, you know, and things can go wrong really quick. Uh-huh. You know, one little thing goes wrong and you're dead. Right. You know, especially the deeper you go, the more risk you're taking. Um, yeah, all that pressure. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing with me. Like, I'm super afraid of, like, my biggest thing is control. Like, I have to have control. And under there, you just very little control. And maybe, that's, maybe that was what my issue was. Yeah, uh, I don't think like I would. I would freak out. I would feel like I'm just the yeah. world is just closing in around me. I yeah, and I, and I, I don't like not being able to see underwater either. Yeah, so, like, yeah. at nighttime, nah, I'm not swimming at night. Mm. I'm good. So if you could, if you pick up any career now, like just switch to any new career path, what would it be? Uh, not doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> any career, path. like anything, no, no limits. Uh, could I be like James Bond? I mean, sure. Then, yeah. <laughs> international Man of Mystery. Probably uh, right up my alley. What a cool job. What? Huh. Okay. If I decided, let's say me, okay? Okay. I haven't really worked out. Like, I, I have a gym membership that I pay for, but I go there maybe once a month, to okay. be honest. Okay. If I started working on I'm like, hey, man, I want to do the stone toss next year. Okay. What would that take? Uh, you would have to... <laughs> Maybe I'm a bad example. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I could get you ready. Absolutely, I can get any. I can get anybody ready to do uh, a strength event with it, a tremendous amount. Of- yeah, you just start. You start small, mm-hmm. you know, and you uh, incrementally work your way up. You know, you track what you're doing, what you're eating. Um, yeah, anything, especially in. I mean, what month in December? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So in eight months, nine months, no problem. Huh. What kind of transformation, like how, if somebody's focused, somebody starts focusing on like bodybuilding now or mm-hmm. training for development like that, mm-hmm. what, what do you expect a transformation in a year? If they, if they're as focused and, and training as you tell them to be, what kind of transformation do you expect to see? If they are 100% committed, meaning diet, sleep, uh, which is very important by the way, right. uh, it's something people don't think about, uh, diet, sleep, 
uh, the training, you know, the training is only 20% of, 80% is diet. Mm. I mean, if, you, if you're not supporting yourself with nutrients you need, your body's just going to fall apart. You won't make any gains. You know, it, it just won't. It's not going to happen. I mean, yeah, it's a science. Yeah, it, and it is. It is. You know, you have to support what you're doing with what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. So, um, in a year, I mean, the kid that I trained at work who went from 120 pounds uh, sopping wet is now 160 pounds and just won his first physique contest in nine months. Nice. Wow. Um, do you do you see yourself as you are, I hate to use the word aging, but as you continue to get older, do you see yourself moving more into a mentor position, um, like a training position, that way you can still like stay in what you love? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, and I, I, I try to keep my head in that mode all the time because that's kind of what my career is now Mm -hmm. is a teacher and a mentor uh, at work Uh, I'm a team leader at at the job I do uh, but a lot of these kids are very young Uh, it's the first time they've ever had a job especially a place that promotes from within so you have to show them the path Mm -hmm. you know so I kind of spend every day trying to guide you know especially if they come in as temp workers Mm -hmm. those are the people that like yep I mean, it's make or break. Like they yep. could, they could keep this job, or they could just end up at another time service at another place. You know. Sure. So you have like you are a huge part in their success. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yep, yep. So I always try to keep at least one foot in that mentoring uh, type environment. I, I feel the same way because like I sell cars, and mm-hmm. a lot of the like clientele that I get are people who are in time services who even work with you who you start there and I like try to tell them like, look, man, like as much as I want to sell you a car, I need you to understand that this is important. It's important for you to focus on not continuing the next three years the way you did the last three years of your job history. Yeah. You need to take this job that you just told me is like a huge opportunity for you Mm -hmm. and actually push forward with that. And like, I try to, I try to focus that like that has nothing to do with my job, but I try to take that to, because a lot of these kids are young. A lot of these kids are 19 to 25. Yep. And they, who knows where they could end up if they just keep doing this and burning through every every bridge in, in town. Absolutely. You know, and it's getting harder and harder, especially with this uh, instant gratification type mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, generation, you know, where if you are waiting on a buffer screen for two seconds, people yeah. flip out. And I was going to say, the internet, I think, is a huge part of that. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's de- that's definitely the downside of... I mean, when I was a kid, I couldn't call somebody at any point in time. Like, if somebody's driving or if somebody is somewhere else, you can't talk to them until they get home. Yeah. And, like, now it's like, why didn't they text yeah, me back? I can get a hold of anyone whenever I want. And everybody knows where you are all the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's it wasn't that that way when I was a kid, you know. And now it's getting harder and harder to get younger kids. Uh, and when I use the term kid, I mean, 18, 19 years old, mm-hmm. yeah. to focus and especially uh, right now there's a big push at work for uh, investing and using your 401k to your advantage and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like I'm trying to guide these people to contribute to their 401k. I mean, there's people that work there for three years that have never put a dime in their 401k. And like, all right, I might sound like the old guy right now, mm-hmm. but trust me, when you need the money, you need the money and it's there. I, I, I feel you like this is the first like career that I've had where I'm consistently building a 401k and like sometimes I look at like 
because I get, I work on commission too. Sure. And sometimes if I get a big commission check, I'm like, God, damn, so much just went into that 401k that I could have just gotten because it's for set base. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm like, at the same time, my company matches me. So yeah, I busted my ass and I just lost, a, I just put away a lot of money that I'm not going to see for a long time. But I also just made a shit ton of money. Basically. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, our, our company matches 3% up to, you know, or 50% up to 6%. So they'll match up yeah. at 3%. And it's like getting a free percent raise. Yeah. Why not do it? Yeah, that's right. It's free, free money. money. Yeah, free money. Yeah, that's my my six percent too. I think they do. I think they do one hundred percent, six percent, and after that they do like a smaller amount. But that's like, still great. Yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know, it, it all goes back to the leadership and, and mentoring, and uh, both my wife and I both we you know she's a teacher, mm-hmm. um, so she's molding generations, and um, I think her and I talk a lot about leadership, mentoring, um, and just taking care of the next group. Right. You know, trying to point them in the right direction. But it's, it's hard. It's like, you know, it's like herding cats. Sometimes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, my mom used to have a, uh, a saying, you know, you can't push a string. Well, you know, you ever try to push a string on a table. Yeah. yeah. It, it never goes in the direction you want it to mm-hmm. go. Right. Uh, but you can always pick it up from the end and pull it. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's kind of what... That's kind of mentality I had every day when I clock in, you know. Yeah. So, okay, mm. so. That's a deep one. I don't really, I don't really sense with you. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, you I like that. It. Yeah, that'll, that'll be sticking away for a while. Yeah, Yeah. You can, but you can lead from the front. You just can't push it from the end. Right. Yeah. So. Um, I know you say, like, you, your life, it maybe doesn't revolve around bodybuilding, but it's definitely a huge part of who you are. It is. Um, it takes a lot of you. It's taken a lot of you for a lot of years. Do you think that you would you recommend it to a young person uh, to kind of help shape their life going forward? I would, um, but there are some pitfalls uh, involved in doing it. Um, you lose a lot of social time. Uh, it's a selfish sport. You know, you can't your failures. You can't blame on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're an individual. So uh, when you're in competition mode, you know, say your wife wants to go out to eat. You can't, yeah. You know, uh, say your wife makes uh, sloppy joes for dinner. Yeah, you're not eating sloppy joes, bro. That's you know what I mean. So you either have to cook for yourself um, or meal prep. You know, as I try to do, Uh, it's been a little rough lately. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've I've fallen off the wagon a little bit. Yeah, I guess that. I mean, that probably goes hand in hand with the injury. It it does. It's it's hard to stay focused on. And this should be the time that I'm really being strict just because I'm not burning, mm-hmm. you know, my metabolism is probably slowing down from not working out, so I should probably be careful. But uh, Then again, though, like maybe it's your only time that you're going to have for a while that yeah. you can kind of take advantage of that. Yeah. But would I recommend it? Yeah, I'd recommend it. Okay. Sure. You know, um, but you, you got to be careful, too. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you got to do it, do it the right way. Uh, you know, try not to take... There really aren't any shortcuts, but people try to sell you sort of shortcuts. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's everyone. Crazy. Everyone's got one. Yeah, yeah. So it's if you if you're willing to put the work in, then yeah, uh, and you definitely have to have a strong mind, and you have to have. Uh, it takes a certain personality, I think, to you know, not just work out, but get into like the competitive side. You really have to be. Uh, I don't say neurotic. Mm-hmm. But you definitely have to have some kind of habit forming personality. 
Yeah. You do, know. Does it, you talked a little bit about like your wife and like going out to eat and stuff. How does bodybuilding affect relationships? And this is a tough one because she's sick. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we do pretty well with it. Um, I try not to let it affect us too much. I mean, it doesn't affect us as much as like say my job does. Yeah. You know, I, I work goofy hours. Um, so when I go to work, she's already at work. And then when I come home, she's sleeping. Um, so, you know, we have the weekends. Um, but as far as bodybuilding goes, I don't know. I think she likes that I do it. In another, in another universe, another reality, okay. could you date a bodybuilder? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. And I don't think it has anything to do with the physique part of it. I, I think it has to do with the mentality. I, I can't I can't imagine two competitive bodybuilders living in the same, in the same space. house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that would definitely clash. I don't know. I, yeah, I, don't, I know a lot of... You know, I have a couple of friends who are actually professionals uh, that compete on a national and international level. Right. They're very, very, very highly respected in the sport. Um, you know, and the ones completely single and will probably be single forever. Um, even though, you know, she's a good friend of ours. She just, she doesn't have time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, at that level, it's, it's like having a, another job. So, so, um, what I I want to kind of ask you a couple questions. Okay. Um, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lindsay. I'm Brad's wife. Brad's wife. Okay. Um, when you how long have you guys been together? Uh, it'll be six years next month. Okay. Um, when you guys first met, what was your thought about him being a bodybuilder? I don't think I had one. You just Truthfully. Didn't, didn't affect you in any way? No, I had zero expectations of us ever being together, so... Okay. Hmm. Is there... What's the... Like, I guess, what's one thing that you learned about bodybuilding that you think you probably never would have known if you hadn't lived with one? The dedication behind it. Yeah, the amount of like, not, sheer work that goes into it? Mm -hmm, that it's not easy for everybody. Okay. Um, do you think you could ever throw a rock? He's asked me. <laughs> he wants me to. I don't know. I'm just not confident enough for it, I don't think. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what What do you see him be, like, the most excited about, like, as far as bodybuilding goes? Like, what aspect of it do you think is, is the most exciting to him? Um, personal records, for sure. When he gets a personal best. Yeah. Does, he, does he set a lot of goals and share that kind of stuff with you? Um, if he, when he accomplishes them. Yeah. He does. So most of that stuff is kind of like personal, and then he's mm -hmm. like, hey, I've been working at this. I've been yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, how do you feel, like, cooking-wise? Like, do you guys eat different things a lot? Guys... No, I try to be mindful of what his requirements are. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes we go a little off the grid for a minute mm. on that, but <laughs> we pick it back She's up. She's being nice. He, he, he fraps for the... For the Steinstosen? You got it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go back now. <laughs> uh, from what I assume is February to August. Uh, 
Is that half of the year, is your guys' dynamic different than it is the other half of the year? No. It's all the same? Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I didn't know, like, how much extra work he puts in, if that affects, like, how much time is at home or anything like that. No. What did you, did you hear anything today, uh, just in us talking in the past, like, 40 minutes, did you hear anything that you were surprised by his answers? Uh, anything that kind of you thought that maybe he would answer differently? No, the only thing is I didn't know he wanted to be an ocean biologist. <laughs> she also didn't know I like Billy Idol either. Yeah. <laughs> so she learns new stuff every day. <laughs> no, so, so for the bodybuilding thing, he's pretty open with you then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who doesn't like Billy Idol, though? You'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, like, I mean, I... Billy, it was fine. I don't care <laughs> one or the other. I think like maybe like in your generation yeah. or your age bracket, yeah. like it's probably more prevalent to see different opinions on it. I think in our our age bracket, it's more like Billy Idol is just part of that kind of music. Like part sure. of war kind of music, just kind of all fits in together. I'll accept that. Um, <laughs> is, there, is there anything that I didn't ask him that you feel like? maybe should be brought to light about what he does, maybe the way people look at him or anything like that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Think Everything's pretty much covered? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll stop harassing you. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you do it all again? Yeah, but I think I'd do it different. How? I would focus more on the strength training uh, versus the physique yeah. training. Yeah. I think there, there's there's a lot of uh, missed opportunities uh, throughout the years, especially with personal best lifts and things like that, that I definitely could have broken through earlier uh, had I focused on more of a powerlifting thing uh, versus a bodybuilding. Do you have one specific goal that's kind of like above the rest that you would like to hit in a certain time? Well, uh, right now my goal is to be, is to compete uh, when I turn 40. So I would like to be back up on stage, uh, preferably in the best shape that I've never been, ever been in mm -hmm. at age 40. That's just a... So basically when you get back on the horse, you're riding that thing into the sunset. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go up there, I'll do it once. You know, I'd like to win. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll train to win. I know, and I'll... Uh, I don't know, go out and uh, blaze glory, I guess. Oh, yeah. You know, you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a milestone, right? 40? 40, right. yeah. yeah. So if you can look back and say, man, I wasn't even in this good shape at 19. I always feel like 40 is like like the peak of adulthood. Like it's like right when they get like, like the, the beginning of the peak of adulthood. I mean, like, you know, like it's like that's when you're like, well, now, now I am wise. I know things. <laughs> like I, now I know things and the, I've had uh, good times. And I know there's, there's more good times to be had. See, I think that we are kind of out of luck because we are in the generation where things are advancing so quickly now, especially with like the internet and with the science and everything. That right now, like when Josh and I finally hit 30, it's like, oh yeah, we're 30, but like when we were 20, 30 was completely different. And then when we have 40, 40 is going to be even younger. You know what I mean? I don't feel, I don't know, it's kind of a cliche mm -hmm. thing to say, but I don't feel like I'm 40. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the same thing goes with you. Like maybe if you had hit 20, if you had hit 40, 10 or 20 years ago, it may be like sure. 40 would have been different. I right. mean, now you don't seem 40 to me. Yeah, gen generationally. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, I still buy Transformers off eBay. 
Oh, yeah, who doesn't do that? <laughs> like, I think... Again, I think, these are all normal things. Right. I think, like, when I was a kid, the image I had of a 40-year-old is how you will be when you're 60. Right. Probably. Well, you, you've seen Step Brothers, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so he said, can you imagine if we had these when we were 10? And he says, it's even better, because we had one when we were 40. And that's how I feel, like, all the stuff that I couldn't have as a kid, either monetarily or just because my parents had common sense, uh, I buy now. <laughs> yeah. Because... I can. Yeah. And now I can set them on a shelf mm-hmm. and look at them and appreciate it. I mean, you're in a room filled <laughs> right, with right. pop vials. Like, and they're not even all in here because my girlfriend was taking pictures. But there, <laughs> there's so many in here. And yeah. Like, books I, and I, I live in a world where, where I, you know, I don't just buy a Gundam model. Like, they're 12 bucks, right? It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't just buy a Gundam model, though. It's like... I get six shipped here at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I sit down and I binge through. Like, I'm just like, I'm putting all these models together and I'm putting them on a shelf and do a cool battle scene. Like, <laughs> I'm almost 30 years old. Like, I'm, I'm a grown man, but that's still something that, like, it's exciting. I well, love it. it. And this kind of rolls over into, since this is a uh, set your expectations and uh, we're kind of busting down stereotypes. Uh, you know, I'm a bodybuilder and I, I lift weights, <laughs> but I'm a big fucking nerd. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I, mean, I think that like, kind of cla- that kind of clashes too. Just like we said with the art, and sure. like I mentioned with the glasses and stuff. Sure. Like you, I know you're like into comics and things like that. Yeah. Um, is that something that you kind of feel when you're in the gym? Do you kind of feel alone in that? Uh. Yeah, probably. But uh, to be real honest with you, I don't talk to anybody in the gym really. Really? No, no. It's I kind of look at it as uh, that you time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the other side of it too. And, you know, uh, Lindsay goes to the gym all the time, and it's it's an hour and a half that you have to not think about anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you're focusing. It's and that goes back to being kind of a selfish sport, right? Or, or I don't know if you can call it a sport. I'm still not sold on that, but I've been doing it for thirty years. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a pageant. If nothing else, yeah. or a competition. Uh, but, you know, that's the selfish end of it is that you spend, and toward closer to a competition, you're spending an hour and a half twice a day before work, after work, in a gym, doing something that nobody else gives a fuck about. Yeah, it, seems, yeah, it seems like it's, you know, it's it's an hour and a half of strictly self-improvement. It it's, is. It's, it's an hour and a half out of your day that is only about you and making you the best you could possibly be. Like, yeah. there is no other point to it other than I'm going to spend an hour today making myself better than I was yesterday. And I wish more people would understand that concept. Like, I, I don't mm. understand in general. Where from. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, the me time goes, like, in my head, like, especially right now where we're pushing so hard to try to get the, these podcasts going to get it as, as, as as much as we can. Sure. We are, our recording schedule is hectic. We have, mm-hmm. so we sometimes we're recording seven episodes a week. And um, with everything else that's going on, like, I, in my mind, I'm trying to shape my 2017 to be how can I get everything organized so I have a set recording schedule so that I can, I want to start going to the gym in the morning because I want that to be my, mm-hmm. in my head time. Because right now my, in my head time is while I'm driving. I mean, sure. I live with people. I share a bedroom with someone. Like my me time doesn't really happen unless I'm in a car by myself. And like, that's why I try even like I listen to podcasts sometimes, but I can't do it all the time because I need to just have music going so that I can think, especially oh, yeah. like I, I write, I, my preparation for writing is when I'm 
used to be working out while I'd be in my mind thinking mm -hmm. about things or if sure. I'd be like long driving. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten to the point now where I have less and less me time and I need to figure out how I can schedule getting back into the gym, maybe not like some crazy workout thing, but just sometimes it's just during the week yep. to be in my own head. Yep. And uh, I agree with that 100%. And I would actually look at this, uh, I mean, knowing you guys for a couple of years, uh, this project that you're doing now is definitely self-improvement. Oh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. definitely pushing the envelope of uh, doing something outside of your wheel, you know, your wheel house. So yes, yeah, yeah, it's we're trying to we're trying to tread new ground here. You and know, that's awesome. It. I think that's awesome. And you know, why not? That was exactly it. It was kind of just you know, it was a matter of motivating ourselves enough to do it. And then once that once that happened, it was this is all this is it. Okay. It's easy. You know and that's I mean? the same thing with working out. You know, yeah. if you get past that first two weeks. You gotta set, you know, you make a habit of it, and you set that side, you know, that time aside, mm -hmm. and it, it is what it is, and you write down the schedule, and you, and the you schedule. stick to the schedule, and that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's what we just. Um, I think our biggest thing right now is getting more organized um, because things are so hectic. Like we're doing everything we can. We will have people here at nine or ten at night recording. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then it's, it's like, you know, it's one or two before I go to sleep and I have to get back up and go sell cars the next day. You know? Right. And then I also have right. to market for... Which you're doing awesome at, by the way. Thank <laughs> you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, but I want to be able to write, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, I, that's my, my 2017 plan is find a way to balance all of my projects. Well, you and I have to write a story together. Oh, we are. <laughs> We're so, um, that... That is pretty much all I have well, as far as... Before this. before we end the, the main part, I do want to ask, so... We've, we've touched on it a bunch of times. We never actually explored it. What exactly happened to your arm? Oh, yeah, the Steinstolson last year. Um, first throw went okay. Uh, it, it was starting to rain uh, in the beginning. So the, the sand, we throw it into a sand pit. Mm -hmm. The sand was a little moist. Moist. <laughs> and, uh, That's I, a word. Yeah, they, they bring the stone back, and uh, they brush it off. And, but it's still a little wet. So the second throw, um, this is after 20 other guys have thrown it into a wet sand pit. Mm -hmm. um, I got it up. My shoulder already wasn't feeling great uh, before I even went. Um, this issue's been going on for quite a while, but August was what really put it over the top. Uh, picked it up, had it over my head, dropped it, uh, and kind of caught it. It fell on mm -hmm. the back of my neck. And I kind of caught it. I'll show you the video. <laughs> Maybe she has it. Uh, but it fell. And I caught it. And it hit my um, hit my arms in a way that it strained my bicep pretty hard. Mm -hmm. So I set it down. You know, I walked away. I came back. Um, shook it off. Picked it up again. Got it above my head. Dropped it again for a second time. Mm -hmm. And I was so pissed. Like, I, I, I've never... A lot of guys have dropped it. You know, I've never dropped it. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely a first. So I went and I rechalked my hands. I got my hands all the way down in the chalk and uh, picked up for a third time and finally got it. I was so pissed. I ended up being my best throw of the night mm -hmm. and uh, got it out there. But the damage was already done. Uh, I, I didn't even. Could you tell at that point, like even, even through your anger, could you tell at that point that there was definitely something wrong? It felt different, but it didn't quite hurt yet. Until mm -hmm. the next day. If you had known, would you have thrown the third time? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, you had, you had prepared for so long. Sounds you know? like some classic Brad. Yeah, here's the thing, man. Like, the other thing about bodybuilding and weightlifting and stuff is you got to be a little stubborn. And you got to be able to put your middle finger out that some aches and pains. Um, and you got to have a high pain tolerance because every time you go in the gym, you're just, you're literally going in there to hurt yourself. Yeah. yeah. Brad, Brad is the hockey player that plays with a broken leg uh, for the whole, the whole period and then sits down like, oh yeah, by the way, my leg's broken. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Any other personal? That's all we have for the actual yeah, like, bodybuilding session. Yeah, that's the main the main part of the show. The second part is the second parts. We usually just start asking you fun questions. Right, so yeah, yeah fun I'm, questions. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna say, if you could do a like collaboration art wise, okay, uh, with anybody, any any artist or any writer, uh, who would you choose? Alive only. No. Um. If I could pick anyone from history, I, I would love to sit and draw with uh, Da Vinci, probably. Yeah. Is there a specific reason? He's just so damn good. <laughs> he was so, I mean, this guy, not only was he a maniac, yeah. but he was just a complete genius. I mean, I yeah. could draw two portraits at the same time with both hands. Mm -hmm. This is... I'd like to, I would have liked to shake that guy's hand. I mean, and to be that great of an engineer at that point in time, oh, yeah. and like engineering wasn't even like wasn't even a, thing a feat. Yeah, yeah, he was he was inventing things that designs we still use to this day. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, yeah, what a brilliant dude. Yeah. yeah, and he would go dig. I don't know if he knew this or not, but he would go dig bodies up, uh, which is actually what he ended up getting in trouble for. Yeah, and uh, he would go dig bodies up so he could dissect them. And draw like the first like medical illustrations. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, dude was nutty. Um, so I, my first question is always the same. It's uh, tell me about your first kiss. God damn. Uh, I assume it's probably from my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh. My first like romantic. Yes, yeah, your first I, romantic kiss. I honestly I have no recollection of that. Really? No, I really. Oh don't. my I'm goodness! Not saying that because my wife's sitting here. I I really. She's like. Mm -hmm. I think you know, she's getting. She's, she's, she's getting ready. She, her Facebook search is open. She's just like. So like, what's? Yeah, say your name. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Tara Shields, age six, seven. Oh, maybe? nice. Okay. In the sandbox. Uh, Recess. Monkey bars. Something like that. Yeah, yeah I don't. I can't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I have no idea. I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. That's I right. wish I had a more complete yeah, answer for you. That's okay. okay. Um, tell me about your first memorable kiss. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I want to know. When I got married last year on October 31st. Uh, oh, nice, nice. Kiss my wife at my wedding. That was probably the, the only kiss I can remember. Was there a specific, did you, did you do it on October 31st for a specific reason? Was it specifically that? Yeah, because it's Halloween. Yeah, hell yeah. Your last first kiss. That's it. As they say. I'm alright awesome. with that. Hell yeah. Okay. I'm alright with that. Was it okay? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I, I want to know if you were in like a Trevor Books type scenario and you were going to get raised, Josh hates this question. Mm -hmm. Okay? If you were to be raised by an, any animal, okay, or any animal pack, I guess, okay, what kind of animal would you choose? Uh, Three toed sloth. Why? Because they look like people. Lots of hair. 
and you could sleep a lot. Yeah, they're chill. Yeah, yeah they're pretty chill. Yeah. And they could probably, honestly, when you're that young, they could probably just give you, like, a little cradle. Right. Yeah. I've always said, well, and I don't know if you knew this, but the first comic book I ever wrote was called The Slop. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to fill you in on that later, but uh, it was about a schizophrenic uh, murderer-type guy. His schizophrenic side, his other personality was called The Slop. Okay. And that's the one who made him... Kill you both. Kill his girlfriend, yeah. Oh, that's right. That was like a cool story. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was a good, yeah, it was a good one. Um, what, if you, I know you, you're into comics. I am. Okay. If you were going to go on a superhero ride along okay. with any any comic character, of just a day of shadowing them in their life and job, what would you do? That's tough. Yeah, who would, that's you, a who tough would you pick? I don't want to be the stereotypical asshole that says Batman. Uh, Dude, because my answer is always like, if you're with Batman all night, he's not letting you do anything. He's locking you in the Batmobile, and you're sitting there all night. You're not. Yeah, I hope not yeah, you yeah. do anything. He's like, uh, you're a liability. I can't have you there to sit here forever. Yeah, I, I, I would just hope he'd let me drive the uh, Benador. Ah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but my, I think my official answer uh, uh, is tough. I really like Spawn. Yeah, oh, I'm man. a Spawn fan. It's the uh, first time I heard that. Greg, Greg Capullo. Greg Capullo Spawn uh, Yeah, that's who Greg. I model my inking after. I was gonna say Greg Capullo is, is is good. That dude blew my mind the first time, and then when he came out with his own book called The Creech, I don't know. If mm -hmm. Oh man, it's amazing. Pick it up. Hmm. The art. Yeah, I just love his art style. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, he was a that was a hell of a Batman run that him and Scott Snyder had. Agreed. Yeah, I have. Uh, probably maybe the first. Time I have all of I have all of their run. No. Once they stopped, I stopped reading. When did they stop? Because I have like after after the year one stuff. Okay. Check out check out the Creech if you can find them. Um, did he did he? No, I mean he said it's his own book. Did he write it too? Or I think I'm you're pretty, pretty, I'm pretty sure he writes most of it. I think he yeah I think he did. You're putting me on the spot here, but okay. uh, I might have a few issues at home. But again, it's his, it's his, you know, scratchy ink style that I mm -hmm. love, and it's definitely something that made me model my art a little bit. Oh yeah, after his for sure. If you could uh, pilot any mech, which which would you choose? Oh man! So I, know, I know, like the one of the first things that me and Brad were bonded over was mech stuff, like Gundam and yeah. Like... I wish I knew names of stuff though. Yeah, but I don't because I don't know. I don't know why I don't. Um, <laughs> That's okay. I don't know anything about mech. <laughs> <clears throat> the heavier the better yeah um but my brain keeps going back to uh Voltron oh yeah Voltron be tight I mean that's you know who doesn't want to be the black lion the right? black lion the black lion's the best lion yeah I mean that's the head dude yeah you had the head of Voltron you had that cool sword yep yeah oh, I say Voltron that's a good choice yeah thank you that was a good choice if there was one food one food creation type oh, thing, shit, yeah, <laughs> what that you could have and never affect you in your workout. Pizza. There's one food. Yeah, no, that's it's the only right answer is pizza. I could eat pizza every single day of my life, three times a day. Which favorite kind of pizza? Every single fucking day, every day. What's your favorite kind of pizza? <sighs> Lately, uh, feta, chicken, and onion. Nice. Nice. Um, but you know, I like the classics. I like uh, pepperoni. You know, pepperoni sausage. 
I'm getting hungry right now. Yeah, I want. I think I order some pizza, some Marcos. Uh, yeah. As soon as this is over. Yeah, Marcos is money. It's funny because I uh, a friend of mine came from Chicago a few years ago, and uh, we ordered Marcos, and he goes, "Oh my god, this is like the best pizza I've ever had." <laughs> like you gotta be shitting me, like you're from Chicago. Well, well the way I look at it, I think. Chicago pizza is different than our pizza. Like, it is. So, so, so is New York style pizza. Like, I think, I honestly, personally, like, I've had pizza from a lot of places at this point in my life. Like, I've had pizza in Manhattan. Yeah. You know, from, a, from like, literally just the greasiest place in the corner of a building. Yeah. I've had a uh, nice sit-down deep dish in Chicago. But I just think that Midwest pizza has the best balance of, what's, of what pizza's supposed to be. Like, I agree. I fucking love our pizza here. Yeah. Marco's is, is on point every mm-hmm. time. And you know exactly what you're going to get every time. Yeah, I, know, I never Hats got a bad Marcos pie. That's off to your bad chain, Marcos. Good job. <laughs> if you could live anywhere, where would it be? Salzburg, Austria. Why? Um, it's probably the coolest place I've ever been. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Um, it's not tropical by any means. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Austria, for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did an exchange program in high school to Germany. Really? For yeah. a whole year? Uh, eight months. Okay. Yeah. Which is, I mean, roughly a school year. Yeah, it's a school year, yeah. Yeah. So, when I was over there, uh, it began as a tour, uh, my best friend and I, Tim. Um, so, we went Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and the Germans were actually pretty rude all the way around. Yeah, they're still a little bitter that we knocked over their country twice. <laughs> um, sorry, Go America. Sorry, dudes. <laughs> um, hey, we, we built it back up. Yeah, let's we, try harder next time. Yeah, sorry, guys. Um, but Austria... Um, was just it was just an amazing experience all the way around you know the history of the castles the cobblestone streets mm-hmm. uh and we were so high up in the mountains that it's, it, the first night we were there it started to snow and it's so high up that the snowflakes didn't have a chance to break up yet so the snowflakes were like eight inches across oh shit yeah like so just it, those big giant it plates was a very of... surreal experience that's crazy yeah it was very cool oh man yeah so that always stuck with me and then walking around the cobblestone streets and you know they had the whole uh, tables out on the sidewalk type feel, mm-hmm. you know, and they were very inviting, very helpful, uh, very nice group of people. So I know that, uh, I know for a fact that you used to do a little uh, writing uh, on the what? wall, so to speak. What? <laughs> do you uh, do you still practice any of that? Uh, no. It's, it's uh, sketchbooks only. Sketchbooks only? Sketchbooks only at this point, yeah. No um, full trains anymore, huh? No, too much to lose. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a certain amount of respect for people that still go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't end up in big boy jail for writing and stuff. You ever miss uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I miss doing it. You know, it's a rush, just like anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not supposed to be doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Taking cookies out of the cookie jar or going painting on trains. It's, uh, you know, it's an element of risk. Okay. If you could legalize one thing, what would you legalize? I could legalize one thing. Including? Including, that, that. including graffiti. I would not want to legalize graffiti. Because no, I would take yeah. a whole dynamic away from it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would legalize slapping stupid people in the face. <laughs> because there's a lot of people that I would just love. There'll be a lot of slaps just, going just on. Just put a big hand on Just lambaste them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's a kind of a specific uh, thing, but it, it, 
it's something I catch my brain doing, you know, having like Ally McBeal moments. Yeah. Like imagining myself uh, just really knocking somebody's face off. Letting yeah. somebody have it. Yeah, it's like not close fist. Yeah. You know, just open a slap. Back of the hand. Yeah. Prop, proper. I mean, give them what they need. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, yeah. Just give them a little tag. Some, some people I mean, need Honestly, it. I think I kind of want to start a new thing with you. Let's just let the fuck out of some people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe, you take it easy. I need, I need you and you here in well, the studio. <laughs> I, I have a question for you guys. That, that's actually but, yeah, the that's, last, that's that's the last a, thing. That's how we end the show. So, but but don't, you want to hold off on it? I, I have one other question. Go ahead. Um, do you, in the age of internet, uh, do you think that like people perceive you a certain way on the internet and then when they see you, they're like, holy shit, that guy doesn't seem like a bodybuilder? Um, because your interests are so aligned with, like you said, you know, nerdy things. Right. And you mentioned so many things that you've done. I don't think so, because I don't think I push it too hard Yeah. on Facebook or, you know, even Instagram. Every once in a while, I'll post a picture or a mm-hmm. video of me hitting a personal best or something. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I push it. I mean, you tell me. I mean, I don't think I portray. Uh, no, I mean, only when the, 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 the every, every right around, uh, right before August and yeah. after August, the picture is you, you know, that you yeah. throw in. And then it'll be something else, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I, think, I think you know, middle of January, if someone looked at your profile, they wouldn't know like this dude hits weights too hard or whatever. Yeah, I, I try not to push it too much. Yeah, just just because you know it's I mean, lack of terminology. It's just kind of a douchebaggy thing to do. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you have a question for us because this is how we always end this. Is do you have any questions for us? I do. I do. Uh, if you could have one superpower. What would it be? Oh, nice. Just one. So uh, we actually just covered this recently on our other podcast, but um, my I've always been obsessed with like the whole like um, mind reading thing. Like Professor X was like, sure. like reads the minds of his favorite authors like to get their books beforehand, or because like, he can speed read through things so quickly, or yeah. he can have somebody read a book and then like just glean all the knowledge of that book out of their head. Nice. Like it's just such a it's such a like varied power set. But what I really like is Felix the Cat has that magic bag. Yeah. And inside yeah. that bag is literally anything he could possibly ever need. So, I mean, to have some kind of bag where I literally had just a, a pocket dimension, like, <laughs> like to pull out whatever I need at the moment, like, right. yeah, that seems like the greatest superpower of all time. Awesome. Good answer. I usually go with uh, Kitty Pryde-esque type power. Um, it's actually one of the, the books I'm reading now is something similar to that. Just, you know, being able to leave my body and, like, like you can still fly, you can do all types of stuff. Sure. But what I, uh, the answer I used on the show, our other show, have you ever seen Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. So are you familiar with the um, hyperbolic time chamber? No. Well, essentially, a hyperbolic time chamber is where you go in there and... Time. You spend a day in the real world, but in the chamber, it's been a year. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. So they're going under yeah, a concept, sure. Yeah. So I would like the power to, like, kind of like bubble like I could bubble this room yeah and come in here and just focus on something I could come in here I could just come in here and play a game you know what I mean gotcha maybe five minutes has passed out there but I come in here and I'm like oh shit I, I'm gonna play this new Pokemon I really want to catch them all but more <laughs> so so I can focus on things gotcha like I can write I can get my shit together I could spend me time you know that's what I mean? great I yeah. would yeah. like to be able to do that I don't want it to be like time I would still age because okay. I, I need to have 
uh, <laughs> restrictions. Yeah, I need to have restrictions. I need to have something. Otherwise, I, I will go mad. Will yeah, if, if you don't put Jones out of a structured environment, he immediately <laughs> loses his shit. Like, he's just like, he's I've like, only just realized that I'm an adult and I can do whatever I want. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm yeah. going to write some yeah. books. I'm going to make some podcasts. Like, this get crazy. Always yeah. trying to break the system or find, <laughs> find the weak point in the wall. Like, he's, it's without him, you got to keep him reined in. Understood. Yeah. We are kind of opposites in that way. Uh, where he kind of tries to keep me down the earth, and at the same time, I have to try to pull him up from not wanting to do anything. So okay, no, I, no, I, yeah. I can dig that. So that's why we, we we have the same interests, but we have complete opposite personalities. Yeah. Like he's more reserved and, and chill. Like right. he'll, he'll shoot the shit with you if you want to talk to him, but he's right. not going to approach you. I'm going to be. I don't know. I've seen him quit a job before. Right? <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not chill all the time. Oh, I mean, I, I've seen some things too. The dude has a temper, but. Hey, Joe, I, suck a dick. Yeah, that dude, was a, that dude was a piece of shit. <laughs> I am, like, super outgoing and, and very much 100 all the time. Yeah. Like, so that's, we kind of complement each other in that way. All right, I can dig that. Yeah. Very good. Is that your only question? <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's, it's, I need to push him to put him so. on the spot, okay. yeah. All right, um... That, that's pretty much it. Did you have anything that you wanted to, like... Any, any plugs for you? Um, yeah, my wife, uh, you know, from supporting everything that I've ever done, mm-hmm. uh, at least in the last six years, for sure. Um, she, you know, we travel together, you know, she cohabitates with me through all of my bullshit, mm-hmm. uh, with art and, uh, bodybuilding and cars and racing and, you know, all that stuff. That's a whole other thing we didn't talk about. Oh, yeah, the, the cars. Yeah, the car thing, but... Um, I think that's I think that's what I see the most on your Facebook is car stuff. Yeah, probably. That, mm-hmm. That's another episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. There's, there's probably way more qualified people for that. So. Um, is it still a podcast? You know, it's on SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 yeah we're, it's, we're, on, we're on iTunes. We're all like, anywhere you can find a podcast. Oh, okay, podcast. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still doing that. Yeah, I'm old. Remember? Yeah, podcast is just now the it's it, like I think I'm, pre- I'm almost positive it was a, an Apple term initially, maybe. Yeah, maybe, probably. Maybe, for, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I hate giving them credit for anything that isn't theirs, but uh, I think now it's just it really is just the catch-all term for internet radio show. Gotcha. You know, it's like so anything yeah. like this is it's, it's all podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, you know, I'd like to you know more. My wife, her family, her family's great. Um, you know, my mentors coming up, definitely my father, even though that's a work situation. Uh, my brother, um, who definitely kept me on the straight and narrow mm-hmm. uh, as much as he could. Um, just all the people that have given me uh, so many opportunities, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. So I uh, got to do a lot of cool stuff coming up. So, oh, yeah. Appreciate it. And you, gentlemen, of course. Oh yeah! Well, oh, thanks for being no, here. Yeah, like, thank thanks you. For, thanks for coming. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Yeah, had a great time. We're gonna go see a movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, uh, that's it for us. Uh, you can find me at Joshua D Justice all over the internet. Joe, you can find you at Joe of the Sound, Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, as for our our Instagram, it's uh, at Set Your Expectations. Our Twitter is at Syecast. You can find us on Facebook if you just search Set Your Search Set Your Expectations. Um, yeah, search Set Your Expectations podcast. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, you don't want to. I don't know what else is out there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know it's what it, it's you, a common phrase at this point. So I mean, I don't know what you should expect, 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to set you up for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Depends what your expectations are. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming. Of course. Uh, everybody else, have a great night.